0: I was praying um, this morning, and I came across this poem I wrote in 1980. It's been a long time, but I want to read it to you. It's, it's actually a song. I can't remember the music, but uh, it's been a long time, and I wanted to share this with you. It's called The Life of Jesus, and this is right after our Easter last Sunday. So it kind of represents that whole story. It says Jesus, he was a special man. He roamed around. I have got a message that comes right from my heart. Um it's called Let's Get Committed. Now we can talk several ways about being committed. But we're not gonna talk about the kind where somebody commits you to an asylum, okay? We're talking about being committed in our lives to the Lord, are we really committed? The Holy Spirit spoke to me this week, and he said this to me, you cannot know your purpose if you're not committed. You will not know your purpose if you're not committed. So I began to search the scriptures and I was sharing it with Tom. And he says, when the light turns green, you gotta go. That's committed. You're gonna go through that light. The word commitment is this, give yourself something to wholeheartedly, all in, perhaps a promise that you need to fulfill. A commitment is something that you've chosen to do. We were talking in our Bible study today, and Noah committed to building the ark, didn't he? Do I need to use this? Can you, can you hear me okay this way? Or should I use the mic? Mic, okay. All right. So we t- took a look at a few of the Bible people and, and, and you'll notice that every single one of them was committed to some degree. Noah, Joseph, Mary, John the Baptist. A lot of them cost their lives, didn't it? Didn't their commitment cost them something? See, a lot of people don't wanna commit because it's gonna cost me something. So we have to ask you, you have to ask yourself, I have to ask me. Am I really committed? And I'm telling you right now, because you're here, you're committed to the Lord. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. But let's go a little deeper. Let's dig in our heels a little bit more. Are we really committed to serving? Are we really committed to serving the Lord? And I have a scripture, Joshua 24, 15, that says, But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, may cost you something, in other words, then choose yourself this day who you will serve. The Lord? Because it says, "For me and my household, we shall serve the Lord." They knew, and you know that's going to cost you something to commit yourself to the Lord. To commit yourself to being here. Ron and Marie, they've committed to playing music. You know, I mean, seriously, we've been through some stuff in the last few weeks. Marie went into emergency room. She had to go to the hospital. We had all kinds of stuff going all around. Ron stayed faithful to playing the guitar. Even when she was off to the hospital, he was playing in our practice time. He's committed, right? And he's also committed to his wife because he pro you know, take care of her. And he, he, he what is it, the word? Um, prepared or um, took care of her. I'll just say it that way. You took care of her. And plus, she's going in on Thursday to have the procedure done. So pray for her as well. So that's a committed couple. When you've been married, how long have you been married? 50, 70 years. 70 years they've been married. Seems like 50, but it's 70. Okay, we got you. All right. So I've been married 30 years. It seems like two. So that's about right. All right. Um, So the commitment to each other is important as well. Bear one another's burdens. That's how you commit to each other, by helping each other out. 1 Corinthians 15 58 says, Commitment has always been a part of God's plan. As Paul put it, be steadfast and unmovable I'm working on the national day of prayer and I said Lord am I supposed to do this because nobody in the community is doing anything I called a few pastors and churches that had normally started it up and they said no it just kind of fell by the wayside and we're not doing it this year and I thought okay Lord am I supposed to do it this year you know what he said to me Linda, just do it even if you do it alone. How many times have you been told to do stuff and you know you're just going to have to do it alone? Once you step out, then the people come. We said that in the Bible study. You build it and they will come. So I decided, okay, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to commit to doing it this year, Lord. And now I've had people calling me from all over asking to be involved seriously this is huge and once you commit to something i'm telling you something the gates of heaven opens for you as long as you stay back and reserved in a quiet place oh i'm comfortable here you're going to get what you get that's it but you sow into the spirit oh you're going to reap in the spirit some wonderful things commitment that's why i wanted to bring it up today because some things had come up over the week, and I'm going to tell you in a minute what those things are. But committing also sets you up to receiving from the Lord. Commitments are like stepping stones. You go, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to do the matter of fact. There's a scripture that says, "I devise my ways, but the Lord directs my steps." So that's basically what this is about. The Lord directs my steps when I think about it and I want to do it. You know, I've had many people tell me, "You know, Linda, you just go too fast." We need to slow you down. Well, I'm not really going to slow down. I'm just going to step on those stones and let God do whatever he needs to do. Because I'm not really going fast. I'm just constant. I just don't stop. Now, I do have to look at a few other things in life and with the ministry that I'm in today with the church and make sure everything is on the up and up with all the board and everything like that. But as for me personally, I won't stop until God calls me home. I'm going to occupy, I'm committed to serving God with my whole heart, soul, mind, and strength and everything I touch, everything I do, everything I speak, everything, everywhere I go, The other day, actually it was yesterday, I asked if uh, Rebecca would go with me, but things didn't work out, and we were going to go to an estate sale, and I asked her to go with me, but uh, I went by myself. I drove past this area where I would normally get sucked in. Like, you know how you see a big sale sign? You want to suck yourself into that sale sign. You just go because it's on sale. So I'm passing this big thing, and I'm going to this estate sale, There was no estate sale. It was nothing. I drove an hour to get there. And it wasn't happening. I had to go right past that sale sign on the way home. Oh, I could stop. Oh yeah, I could do that. But God directed my steps. I devised my ways so I can go and do that and go shopping. He said, no, I want you to go this way. You see, even those little things, God wants to direct your steps when you commit them to the Lord. And he says, if you I pass this sale sign you're gonna win but if you go in it's okay I'll be with you but you won't have committed everything to me in that moment so now I'm on the other side because I defeated that pull that driving of trying to get me into that place to veer off to be distracted from what God is calling me to do And I want to bring something up just now too about Mike Mike and Anita I hope you don't mind sharing this this morning is that, and tell me later if you do mind okay, we're family alright so this morning Mike was walking through and I was talking to him but he has to commit to walking, he has to pay attention because by me saying something it threw him off, it distracted him and I remember Anita saying pay attention to what you're doing we can mean well we can want to help but it might be helping. Right? So we have to go, okay Father, forgive me. I, I stepped out where I did not need to step out. So, so we have to pay attention to the people around us. See how committed they are and come alongside with them in their commitment. The Bible says in Psalm 119, 105 the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto our path. We have to move So God can move. Remember last week I talked to you about driving a car. You've got to put on the gas to go forward before God can direct you. We have somebody in here that's out there doing something and they're praying about maybe I don't need to go out there and do something. Maybe I need to come back over here. You see, you've got to step out though to see what it is. That way... You can get rid of that thing that you're trying to go after if God doesn't want you there. Then you can come back and have peace. We have to step out, even if we think, oh, maybe I'm not doing it right, but I'm going to step out anyway. Go and do it and see what God does. He's going to direct you. Commit your ways into the Lord. The Bible says, and your thoughts will be established. Commit all you do to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. For example, me here being in, in the ministry, I've committed to being here as long as God wants me here because I serve Him. I serve Him. And so many times I've done things alone because He's asked me to do things alone. I was talking to Greg this morning. He goes, Man, I know you have a smile on your face and you're always raring to go, but I know life goes like this during the week. I go, It does. So, absolutely, I need praying. For those times but i'll tell you what it is only the lord that allows me to have this joy it's my strength the bible says the joy of the lord is your strength so when i go ahead and start moving forward i'm committed to god if i listen to what everybody says to me to do and say and act i don't know where i'd be i gotta just go thank you very much i'm listening to god Because can't you be pulled in 500 directions if you're trying to listen to everybody telling you stuff? Well, why don't you do it this way? Well, why didn't you have that there? Why why weren't you singing that song? Why didn't you do this? I mean, all this stuff coming at me. All kinds of directions. But praise God, he says, listen to me. And everybody will be satisfied. Wow. Because you try to satisfy one person, then the other person ain't satisfied. You try to satisfy that person, that person's not satisfied. But you satisfy God, he satisfies everybody that's a lot easier people alright I threw that in for extra many don't commit because of fear fear of what people are going to have you do next we have Larry Larry's up here now playing music he's a go to guy right butch he's a go to guy if we need help call Larry I I don't know if he knew what he got himself into when he came here, but he's committed, though. He's committed to serve in this church. So I don't have a problem. Hey, Larry, can you change the guitar strings on my guitar? Sure. He doesn't go, um, I wonder if I can do that. No, he says yes. He's committed to serving with all that he is.
1: We have a lot of
0: serving in here, a lot of people serving. People serving in the music. They come on Thursdays to practice. That's a commitment. They've chosen to do this. Now, interestingly enough, commitment is not forever. Please get that. Oh, I've committed now. I have to do it for the rest of my life. No. God changes you. You change. Things change. But at the moment, be committed to something. Do you know that if you don't get committed to something, you might be robbing God? You might be robbing yourself. You might be robbing something. That God wants to give to you because we're not stepping in wholeheartedly, getting off the fence, getting off the tree, into with both feet. All in.
1: I think I'm talking
0: to a few people today who said, you know, I really like going to church sometimes, or I really like helping people, my neighbor, whatever, but not all the time. It's too hard, it's too much for me to do.
1: We have to decide.
0: Lord, whatever you have me do, I want to do it because I want to be committed fully to you. We don't know what that's going to look like. When John the Baptist committed to doing water baptism, he didn't know he was going to be beheaded after all that was said and done. All he did was speak the truth. The truth can kill you. Have you noticed that? Do you know why people lie? Because they want everybody to be okay. So we say what they want to hear. We don't speak the truth because we know they might not like us anymore. So we have to look at, are we really committed to the truth? Are we really committed to the truth? I like Luke 12, 48. Now I'm telling you scripture here. Luke 12, 48 says, For whosoever much is given of him, much shall be required And to whom men have committed much of him, they will ask the more. (laughs) Isn't that true? You give all in, and then all of a sudden, here comes 45 other things on top of you. Wait a minute. I didn't ask for all that stuff. The more you do, the more you're going to get to do. But here's the secret. You do what God wants you to do, and you won't get all frustrated. You won't feel overwhelmed. God doesn't give you more than you can handle. People get empty nest syndrome. You know what that is, right? Of course, in Lucy's house, there's no such thing as an empty nest syndrome. Her house is full of all kinds of little birds and and people and everything. But when you have empty nest syndrome, that means the family, the kids are gone and you're sitting there at your spouse looking at each other going, now what? If you've been committed to God, you wouldn't have that now what question.
1: Because she's going to say, ooh,
0: let me fill you up with what's been... Lacking here. I'm going to fill you up with more now that you've got time and room instead of thinking about what you've lost. It's hard to commit to something that has no end. Ouch. It's hard to commit to something that involves others. See, it's easy to commit to yourself, right? Can you just go, okay, I'll do this today, I'm going to do this today, whatever. But once another person's involved, now you've really committed yourself. You can disappoint them. You can make them mad at you. The scripture says to submit yourselves one to another. Ephesians 5, 21 says, Giving thanks always for all things unto God the Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Sounds like a commitment to me. Submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Commit your way unto the Lord. Trust in him and he shall bring it to pass whatever it is in your life. So what did Jesus do? Did Jesus commit? Didn't he commit his life? He committed. When do you think he committed to us? I was asking the Lord about this, and he made it so clear. He said he he committed to you in the garden. When he was praying, drops of blood from his face was about us. I want to read that Luke i want to turn to Luke 22, 39. And it came out, excuse me, and he came out and went, and as he was wont to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. And when he was at the place, he said unto them, pray that you enter not into temptation. And he withdrew from him about a stone's throw and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if you be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him, into heaven strengthening him. And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was at were of great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Think about how he prayed in agony. Very painful because he knew what it was going to cost him to carry the sins of the world. Great drops of blood fell from his face. That rock picture back there, that's a nice beautiful picture. But if you were going to get into the spirit more of it, you would see these big drops of blood. And those are us. He shed his blood for you and me. And that's when he started to be. It's when he really got committed when he said, Not my will, but thine be done. Every time you commit to something, are you saying that? Lord, not my will, but I'm going to do this because you want me to do it. Now you're committed. That's the point of commitment. It can cost you something. It costs Jesus everything. But Jesus chose his commitment wisely too. John 2, 24 it says, But Jesus did not commit himself unto them because he knew all men. And he did not that any should testify of men, for he knew what was in man. So when we commit to something, make sure you're committing to the right things. We got a lot of choices out there we can commit to. What are you choosing? Jesus chose who he would be committed to because whatever you commit yourself to... Will become the fruit of your life. What are you trying to do in this world? Are you tying yourself to the wrong commitments, to the wrong people, to the, you know, who that you know. Nobody has to tell you, you know, by the peace that's not there anymore. Follow after peace. Jeremiah 44 3 says, because of their wickedness which they have committed, Committed, that's a commitment. They committed wickedness to provoke me to anger. And they went on to serve other gods. See, we're asking the Lord, okay, Father, am I committed to you or am I committed to the shopping? Committed to eating a lot of food? Committed, what am I really committed to? John 8 34 says, Verily I say to you, whosoever commits sin, commits sin, is committed, is a servant of sin. When I was driving past that location, it's not sin to anybody else to walk in there and go to the sale items. It's not a sin. But it was for me at the moment because God was testing my commitment. Am I going to go past that temptation? Am I going to go past that distraction? Am I going to stay focused? Now, I have a lot of fun. You should see my kitchen table. It's not all, you know, way up there singing hallelujah chorus all day long. Although my heart is filled with a melody all day long. Tom will hear me humming all day long. A lot of the songs we sing, Ron, in here I sing all day long. So, I do have a lot of fun. I enjoy my life because God says I want you to have an abundant life, not be all rigid and strident and and feeling full of, you know, this and the Holy Ghost fire and, you know, do all this. No, He wants you to enjoy what He has brought us. I can enjoy God in my commitment to Him because when I commit to Him, He brings me more. I'm telling you what, you want more? Find something to commit yourself into. I like Romans 6, 17, out of all of it, it says, But thank be to God, though you were slaves to sin, you became obedient with your heart to the standard of teaching in which you were instructed and to which you are now committed. So you are all here today because you've been committed to the Lord in your heart. So let me ask you this question. Do you have a hard time trusting God? We talked about trust a lot today. The whole book of Genesis 8 was about trusting God, right? Did Noah trust God or did he go, well, wait a minute, you're, you're going to do what with the animals? Um, you're going to bring them what? How are you going to do that? Do you want me to do something? He never asked the question. He just believed and he trusted God. That's what he wants from us. If you have a hard time believing God, perhaps you need to commit more to him. God tests our commitments. He tests our resolve. He tests what you believe. That's what this whole world is. I call it an obstacle course. You're going to go under something, above something. But he's testing you in every area of your life. Are you going to trust me? That's that's what all this is about. Do you trust me? Have you trusted my son? Genesis 22.1 It says, now after these things, God tested the faith and commitment of Abraham when he was asked to offer his son. It was was his only son, and he was told to give him up. Oh, my goodness. He must have really been committed to God to offer his son. So we have a lot of things we need to look at in our lives. Take away the things that are just pulling you and distracting you. Commit to those things that you know are of God. And I'm going to tell you a secret. He's going to give you more of everything you want. <clears throat> we're holding on to something. We're holding on to something, thinking that it's going to make us great and good and, and, and all the things that we need with this that we're holding on to. When God's telling you, let it go. I have more for you. But as long you hold on to that, I can't bring you more. As long as you're committed to this over here, I cannot do what I want to do for you. What are we holding on to? Commit your works into the Lord and your thoughts shall be established. you think it'd be the other way around. Let me think first and then maybe my body will follow. Well, not, and not, not in this case. Commit your works into the Lord. Whatever I put my hand to, the Bible says, will prosper. And as it's prospering, then the Lord's going to speak to my spirit about it. i like to commit I do. I, I mean, ask Gloria. She knows that I'm like on it. I just go. I am just, one stepping stone one, I keep stepping. Uh, now, I might step in a puddle. As a matter of fact, I had a joke that, that I had said the other day. It was raining like cats and dogs but don't step in a poodle. Yeah. Sorry, I had to throw that one in there. But I was walking on these I'm walking on these stepping stones. Each every one of you is a stepping stone in my life. Every one of you is a stepping stone. And I hope that I'm a stepping stone in your life, too. I think it's exciting to see what God's going to do when we step out. I'm just going to ask you by a show of hands. Who wants to step out more? Raise your hand. You know what I find? I find out that people that want more already have a lot. And they want even more. What about those the sowing of the seed, you know, or, yeah, I think it was, um, the talents, excuse me, on the talents. The one that had ten got a bunch more, added. But the one that had nothing got nothing. Right? So the more that you get, the more God's going to give you. Wow, I think that's awesome. Isn't that exciting? Don't you want to now really commit more? Because then you're going to get more. Just... As Jesus committed his life, we are to commit to him fully ourselves. It may cost you something. It might cost you time, effort, some money. But most of it is your time. Isn't it valuable to us? For me to live is Christ. To die is gain. The very thing that you should get rid of god's going to bring to life something else in your life i know it philippians 1 20-21 says according to my earnest expectation and hope we talked about expectations this morning as a matter of fact and hope according to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing i shall be ashamed but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Larry, you want to close with prayer? Yes, ma'am, I will. Gracious heavenly Father, thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you for this church, Father. Thank you for this congregation. Be with us today, Father, and make all of us be committed to your love. To your grace, and Father, we thank you for our daily lives. Thank you for our pastor. Thank you for this world, Father. In Christ's name we pray, amen. amen.